Hello and welcome to the Veterinary Secrets Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Jones and this is episode 40. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about a new natural treatment for allergies, which may be in your garden. Interesting research which supports the use of an essential oil for gastric reflux, cancer, and gallstones. Lastly, I'm going to be going over cancer in dogs and cats, the most common types of cancer, and the more effective holistic options. Now Veterinary Secrets is on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and search for Veterinary Secrets. We're also on Stitcher. Once again, just go to Stitcher and search for Veterinary Secrets. If you've yet to do so, I would encourage you to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review you can do so on itunes or stitcher as well too if you've yet to get a copy of my free book and videos you can do so by going to venerysecrets.com forward slash news now let's get right into today's podcast to begin with we're going to be talking about a new anti-itch treatment there's a very common herb it's in many of our gardens It's in my garden. It's been used in Western medicine for digestive upset, but it can also be a big help to our dogs and cats with recurring allergies, with paw licking, ear infections. And what is the herb? It's mint. Well, Chinese folk medicine values mint as a treatment for itchy skin and for hives. Mint contains significant amounts of menthol, which has both an anesthetic and anti-inflammatory properties when it's applied topically. Mint also contains high amounts of the anti-inflammatory product called rosemarinic acid, which is readily absorbed into the skin. So how can you use it? To begin with, I want to discuss a mint tea rinse. To make a mint tea rinse, place one ounce of dried mint leaves in one pint of boiling water. Cover and allow to cool. Strain, dip a clean cloth in the tea, and apply that to the itchy area when necessary. A big thing that you should know about allergic pets is that allergy treatment is really multifactorial. You need to be using many different things, not just relying on one, you know, specific treatment. You know, such as seeing your veterinarian and using a corticosteroid. Um, you know, I have many specific treatments that I've discussed on the podcast. They're also on my blog. They're also on the YouTube channel. Um, one big key that many clients are finding helpful is using my supplement. Ultimate Canine and Ultimate Feline Health Formulas. You, If you've yet to try them, you can get a 50% off trial by going here for the dogs. Go to thedogsupplement.com. And for the cat supplement, you can go to thecatsupplement.com. Now let's get into the second part of today's podcast. It's about an essential oil study which show that it can be effective for stopping gastric reflux, cancer, and helping to treat gallstones. So this next section came from researching a pet owner's question about an alternative for gastric reflux in their dog. Interestingly, research supports the use of an essential oil. So this abstract supports the use of D-limonene. It's the primary constituent of the citrus essential oils, lemon, orange, grapefruit, and lime, for heartburn and gastric reflux to help naturally break down gallstones, prevent cancer, including breast cancer and colorectal cancer. Um, The title of the extract is D-limonene, a safety and clinical application. D-limonene is one of the most common terpenes in nature. It's a major constituent in several citrus oils, orange, lemon, mandarin, lime, and grapefruit. D-limonene is listed in the Code of Federal Regulations as generally recognized as safe, GRAS. Being a solvent of cholesterol, D-limonene has been used clinically to dissolve cholesterol-containing gallstones. Because of its gastric acid neutralizing effect and its support of normal peristalsis, it has been used for relief of heartburn and gastroesophageal reflux also known as GERD. D-limonene has, has well-established chemopreventive activity against many types of cancer. Evidence from a variety of clinical trials demonstrated effectiveness and partial response in patients with breast cancer, 
uh, as well as it being beneficial in patients with colorectal cancer. Clearly, the potential for this is huge. Consider this statistic alone. A large survey performed by the National Heartburn Alliance in 2000 estimated that 60 million Americans have GERD, that's gastroesophageal reflux disease. They have these symptoms of that at least once per month, and 25 million adults have daily symptoms. The survey revealed that 95% of these individuals have had symptoms for more than one year, and 54% have had symptoms for more than five years. 40% of these individuals reported symptoms two to three times per week, and 33% reported symptoms five times per week or more. Pharmaceutical acid blockers are usually the initial recommendation for both diagnosis and treatment. Unfortunately, long-term therapy with these acid blockers has not been well studied. Some research has indicated that nutrient deficiencies may arise with these treatments. <clears throat> research has also st- suggested that long-term therapy, both of these different types of blockers, increases the risk of vitamin B12 deficiencies significantly. There is also evidence that long-term use of PPIs increases the risk of hip fractures significantly. You know, I had no idea personally that so many people are suffering from gastric reflux. Um, it's also fairly common in our animals and our dogs. But I also did not know that there have been studies showing the beneficial effects of these components of the citrus essential oils. If you are interested in learning more about the helpful benefits of quality essential oils for your family, um, then you can go here. And I'll give you the, the website name and I'll put a link under under the podcast. Go to mydoterra.com. That's www.mydoterra.com forward slash Dr. Andrew Jones. Now let's get on to the last section of today's podcast and it's about cancer in dogs and cats. Um, We're going to be covering a lot of information here so feel free to review it. I'm going to give you broad information about it and then go go into some of the more specific and effective natural remedies. So the definition of cancer is abnormal cells that divide without control and are able to invade other tissues. Cancer cells can spread to other parts of the body through the blood and lymphatic systems. Cells grow and divide in a controlled way to produce more cells as they are needed to keep the body healthy. When cells become old or damaged they die and are replaced with new cells. However, sometimes this process goes wrong. There are mutations in which cells do not die that should, and new cells form when the body doesn't need them. These extra cells may form a massive tissue called cancer or tumor. There are more than 100 types of cancer, and the cancers are named for either the organ they affect or the type of cell they start in. Many types of cancer can occur in our dogs and cats. These include lymphosarcoma, osteosarcoma, hemangiosarcoma, mammary cancer, soft tissue sarcoma, mast cell tumors, and mouth cancer. So what are some of the signs? Well, most cases of cancer are first diagnosed by your veterinarian. Signs for you to watch for include a firm lump that grows and won't go away. Some pets have an increased appetite but continue to lose weight. Others have problems breathing and may show overall weakness if they're becoming anemic. What are some of the causes? You know, pets get the same types of cancer that we do. It's usually a disease of older dog and cats. It causes half the death of pets 10 years and older. The exact causes of cancer are unclear. Certainly, there's a genetic correlation as we're seeing an increased incidence in certain breeds. Golden Retrievers are now the number one breed to be diagnosed with cancer. Boxers are a close second. Environment also plays an obvious big role with exposure to herbicides, smog, insecticides being a contributing factor. Clearly food is about most important. Obviously things like preservatives, other chemical additives clearly may be causing cancer. Now let's discuss some of the specific types of cancer. One lymphoma, it's a 
cancer of the lymph cells, the lymphocytes, and lymphoid tissue. Lymphoid tissue is found in the lymph nodes, spleen, liver, intestinal tract, and bone marrow. The type of lymphoma depends upon where the cancer originates. It may be the skin form, the intestinal form, and generalized. And <clears throat> it may spread throughout the lymph nodes, called multicentric. Signs for you to watch for include a firm lump that grows and won't go away. Some pets have an increased appetite but continue to lose weight. Others have breathing problems and may show overall weakness if they're becoming anemic. Mast cell tumors. Signs for you to watch for include a firm lump that grows and won't go away. Most common mast cell tumors are abnormal skin growth. They're typically red and raised from the skin. They can spread to regional lymph nodes and in some cases other organs. Mast cell tumors may be present wherever mast cells exist in the body. Now they can be found in the spleen, liver, lungs, as well as the skin. And they are, they are similarly graded as with lymphomas. Grade 1 meaning local growing to grade 5, where the tumors have spread throughout the body. Mast cell tumors have a predisposition for certain breeds, boxers, English bulldogs, Boston terriers. Also at higher than average risk are the Sharpe, Labrador Golden Retriever, Schnauzer, and Cocker Spaniel. Osteosarcoma. This is bone cancer. It's common in medium to large breed dogs. The bones of the dogs are most commonly, the, the long bones of the dogs are most commonly affected. Most dogs first intermittently limp, then progressively limp more often as the tumor grows from the inside of the bone out. At this point, you may see a swelling in the end of the bone. It's very typically firm and very painful to touch. So what you what should you do? Well, I'm going to discuss about what I think the first step would be obviously a veterinary diagnosis and staging. Your veterinarian will perform blood tests, x-rays, and a needle aspirate of the lymph nodes to confirm cancer such as lymphoma. What are some of the conventional options? Conventionally, your options are surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy. This, of course, depends upon the type of cancer, what stage it's at, where it's spread, the age of your pet, and other health factors that may or may not exclude your dog or cat from treatment. Obviously, surgery is ideal if the entire mass can be removed and there's no evidence of the cancer having spread. Radiation therapy is now available at many referral veterinary practices, and for some cancer types, such as osteosarcoma, it can provide much-needed pain control. Chemotherapy has been the mainstay of conventional veterinary medical care, but in most cases it doesn't offer a cure, only a remission, such as in lymphoma. That being said, many animals don't have the serious side effects that people do, and chemotherapy can give your, you quality time with your pet by putting the cancer into remission. Once again, clearly communicate your expectations and ask many questions of your veterinarian or referral practice. I want to talk a little bit about diet. Now, what is your dog or what is your cat eating? Cancer cells thrive on carbohydrates and proteins, but can't grow as fast with fats. Certain veterinary diets have been designed for this, but you can also make your own low-carbohydrate, high-fat cancer diet. And here are the specifics of it. Lean ground beef, fat drained, one pound. Cooked rice, uh, one and a third cups. Liver or beef, uh, beef liver, a third of a pound. Vegetable oil, four and a half tablespoons. Fish oil, nine grams, that's 9,000 milligrams, or nine 1,000 milligram fish oil capsules. Calcium carbonate, 3.3 grams, that's five tums with calcium. Sal sal salt substitute, potassium chloride, 1.9 grams, or a third of a teaspoon. An adult multivitamin, one tablet, and taurine, which is usually only needed for cats, 500 milligram tablet. Cook the rice with the salt substitute, adding adding it to the water. Cook the ground beef and drain the fat. Cook the liver and dice or finely chop into small pieces. Pulverize the calcium carbonate and vitamin mineral tablets. Mix the vegetable oil, the fish oil, break, on the, break open the capsules and supplements with the rice, and add the cooked ground beef and liver. Mix well, cover and refrigerate. Feed approximately one quarter of this mixture each day to a 10-pound dog or cat. You can make it more tasty if you 
keep the daily portion to approximate body temperature. Obviously you need to keep your dog or cat eating. Pets with cancer have a reduced appetite. It's of utmost importance that they keep eating. You know, try warming up the food. Add a tasty liquid or broth. Some dogs or cats will, will respond to the smell of garlic. You consider adding garlic powder. Antioxidants. They've been shown to slow the growth and spread of many types of the cancer. Vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium are one of the more effective ones. The vitamin C dose is 100 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. The vitamin E dose, 100 international units per 10 pounds of body weight daily. The selenium dose, 25 micrograms per 10 pounds twice daily. Flavonoids, you know, these are compounds really are in a class of their own. They compose the thousands of structures that give the bright colors to fruits and vegetables. Some of the flavonones that you should be considering, apigenin, isoflavonones, flavanols, you know, such as quercetin. You, what you can do is purchase a mixed bioflavonoid product that contains particularly the flavonoid found in green tea, that's EGCG. The typical dose for a 10-pound dog or cat, 250 milligrams daily. Fatty acids, omega-3 fatty acids are great anti-inflammatories and have been shown to help spread some of the types of cancer. With dogs, you can give it in the form of fish oil or flax oil. The big point, you need to be looking at a high dose, minimum of 1,000 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Vitamin A, it has cytotoxic cancer-killing effects at high doses. We're looking at a vitamin A dose of 400 international units per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Arginine. It's an amino acid that appears to enhance immune function, may inhibit the growth of some types of cancer. The dose of arginine is 250 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Glutamine. It's another amino acid that may be helpful in inhibiting tumor growth as well as in dealing with some of the adverse effects of chemotherapy. The glutamine dose is 500 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Um, there are certain mushrooms which have immune stimulating and anti-tumor activity. Some of these include reishi, mitake, and shiitake. A typical mushroom dose, 25 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Curcumin, it's part of the spice turmeric. I've discussed it in the past for allergies as an anti-inflammatory. It may also inhibit the growth as well as spread of some types of cancer. It's been shown to help decrease the side effects of chemotherapy. When you're looking at a curcumin dose, you want to, you're looking at the 95% curcuminoids, so it needs to be very concentrated, and you're looking at a minimum dose of 100 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. Bisphosphonates, these are used to treat osteoporosis and help lower high calcium seen in certain types of cancer in people. The most common bisphosphonate is oral aldronate, or called Fosamax. In bone cancer, bisphosphonates can inhibit osteoclasts. These are the cells that cause bone lysis, as well as directly kill bone cancer cells, and also be a great source of pain control. If used, you need to discuss this with your veterinarian. The bisphosphonate dose is 40 milligrams per day for a large breed dog, or 70 milligrams every other day. What are some of the herbs to consider? The most important herbs are ones that are going to help your pet's organs get rid of some of the waste products via the liver, kidneys, lymphatics. A couple of these that are important are the Essiac and Hoxy formulas. There's also a tonic herbal support they consider, which includes one part red clover, one part dandelion, one part garlic, one, one part astragalus. It's a real key immune stimulator combination. You're looking at a combined dose of the tincture of 1 ml per 10 pounds twice daily. Artemisinin or wormwood, um, it's been studied at the University of Washington. The active When the active ingredient of wormwood comes in contact with high iron concentrations, which are common in cancer cells, the molecule becomes unstable and the cancer cells die. Um, it's also been shown to reduce new blood vessel growth, which is what we find in some of the cancers such as hemangiosarcoma. The dose is 20 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Green tea, which I've just discussed earlier, I mean, it helps stimulate the immune system and appears to help inhibit tumor growth. And they're finding it in cultures where they consume a lot of green tea, 
you know, such as three to four cups a day, they're seeing lower incidence of cancer, and they think in part it's directly associated with green tea consumption. So if you're looking at a green tea dose, a typical one is 50 milligrams per 40 pounds of body weight daily. Estiac tea, it, it contains a combination of herbs that may inhibit tumor growth and spreading. Garlic appears to have antioxidant and immune-enhancing properties. And a couple of homeopathics I want to mention. Um, the primary one is being Thuya. It's the first homeopathic that many homeopaths advise for any type of canine or feline cancer. The typical Thuya dose is, is one 30C capsule per 10 to 20 pounds of body weight. Um, and you want to be giving that twice daily for at least 30 days. April Cap. It's a nutraceutical supplement which has been getting positive reviews from dog owners and veterinarians alike. April Cap CX helps dogs by unlocking a natural biological process in the body called apoptosis. Apoptosis safely and natural dismantles and clears old and damaged cells from the body. Um, you can get more information on Apocaps by going to their website at www.apocaps.com. The last one I wanted to mention was dandelion. And in particular, this came from a study um, where we had people which were having like, sort of untreatable, fairly terminal, serious types of cancer, non-responsive, no longer responsive to chemotherapy. And in particular, this one person said, no problem, I'm going to cure myself with a dandelion root. All she made up, she was had dandelion root, a specific concentrated dandelion root tea. So right now, this is actually under study um, at the University of Guelph in Ontario for this very specific thing for cancer prevention. So I think my big point I want to conclude is that anytime you're treating cancer, it is multifactorial. We don't fully understand the causes. Um, we're obviously clearly able to diagnose it. And it's a real challenge to treat, and especially in our animals where we've got you know limited options and we're looking at all these variety of chemotherapeutic drugs that are just putting it into remission. They're not actually curing or treating it. So it's more important than ever that you're just much more aware of some of the alternative options. Um, so do your research, re-listen to this podcast, take some notes in particular, discuss it with your veterinarian. And I really encourage you to, to have an open mind and consider some of the, these variety of different options. Well, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Podcast. This is Dr. Andrew Jones. If you have any questions or suggestions for the podcast, one, you can send me an email. That's at podcast at veterinarysecrets.com. Two, you can, leave, uh, you can leave a post under my post on my blog at the Internet Pet Vet. I, po- I put up all the podcasts. You can leave a comment after that. I read every single one of your comments, and I try as best I can to respond to all of them. Once again, thanks for listening. I look forward to talking to you guys ne- next week. This is Dr. Andrew Jones.